I was once told a story about God having a, a private meeting with three presidents of the world. One of them was the president of Russia, China, and the United States. So God had a meeting with them and told them, I have one message for you. Go back and tell your people that in 2030, the world will end. They say, that's all? Say, yep, that's the message you have. So they go back to their different countries, and of course, the president of Russia addresses the comrades and say, I have bad news. Say, the bad news we have, God is real. And the second, God is going to destroy the world. Okay? The Chinese president also addressed his country and said, well, I have two horrible news. One is unbelievable, another one is horrible. Say, the unbelievable is God is real. The horrible one is just fed up of the world. The American president comes and says, addresses the nation and says, I have three good news to share with you. So the first good news is God is still in control of the world. It's okay. And the second news, God spoke directly with your president. And the third news, God says, in 2030, our problem will be all solved. It will be over. One message, different interpretations. We come today because not we are worshiping a God who wants to destroy the world, but a God who Jesus proclaims, who saves, who liberates, who redeems. And that's the message we have today on this Sunday as we come to worship the Word of God becoming the center of the readings today. We hear the Word of God being proclaimed in the first reading. In the Gospel, Jesus does the same thing. It's the central element of our lives, is the Word of God. So as we come today, we ask ourselves the question, why are we here today? This morning, I got a phone call from a parishioner asking me a private question. Say, Father, I have a question to ask you. Is it Christian for me to force my 10-year-old to come to church? What is Christian about that? I didn't know. But of course, I, asked, I told this person, I said, well, if your 10-year-old was sick, will you force him to go to the hospital? I said, yeah. I said, okay, so if he said today, mom, I'm done with school, I'm not going back to school tomorrow, will you force her to go to school? I said, yes. I said, so what are you asking? Jesus is teaching us today a very important lesson as we've seen the Gospel of Luke. Jesus comes... Luke tells us Jesus returns to Galilee in power of the Spirit. And in this, Luke is telling us something very important about who Jesus is and where the power comes from. He says whatever he's doing is not on his own. It's, he has been anointed by the Spirit. And therefore, he has come, he's telling us his mission statement. Now, all of us in our companies we work, we all have mission statements. Sometimes you're applying for a job, you go to the website, read their mission statement, maybe you disagree with it, it's okay, I pass this job, I apply somewhere else. You look for something, that a mission that aligns with your lifestyle, with your beliefs. And today we see Jesus going to Nazareth in a, uh, in a synagogue, and he's given a scroll. He reads the scroll of Isaiah, and proclaims the five things we heard to proclaim the good news to the poor, set captives free, give sight to the blind. But then it makes something very important, the last one, 
which I ask you to pay some attention to that. He says, to proclaim a year acceptable to God. Now, in Leviticus chapter 25, when you go back home, I ask you if you have time, open your Bible, read that chapter alone. What happens in 25 Leviticus? God gave a law and said, every after seven times seven years, the following year will be a jubilee. So in this year, that means after seven times seven, 49 years, the following year, the 50th year, it's a jubilee. And in this jubilee, what happened? All slaves had to be set free. All debts must be forgiven. All the land that was taken because of they couldn't pay their land had to be taken back to the owners. That was called the year of the jubilee. And for the Jews, they knew what that meant. So when Jesus comes and says, I have come to proclaim a year acceptable to God, they know exactly what he talks about. That's why everyone, their eyes are intent on him. And they say, his world are, these words are filled with the Spirit. It's not the first time they had this text. But this time the text is totally different. Because it's, fine, it's no longer a promise. It's a fulfillment of this text. That's why they are all surprised are the great words came out of his mouth. So today, he tells us the things he has come to do. Set prisoners free. Open up the eyes. I must say that all of us, we fall into these categories. What are you blind to? We have every kind of blindness. Maybe sometimes we don't even know. We're not even aware of our blindness. We think we see as we're supposed to see. What's your blindness? What are you blind to? Maybe I'm so blind to the injustices around me. And God is challenging you. Say, open up your eyes to this. What's your own captivity? What's holding you back? What are you afraid of? So when Jesus proclaims this, he says, the Spirit of the Lord comes to set us free. And that's why in understanding what Jesus is doing, we have all been baptized in that Spirit. We are set free by the Spirit of God. That's why Paul now is reminding us in the, gospel, in the second reading that there are so many gifts we have. Each gift is unique. And each gift is meant to build a community. Your gift is useless unless you use it. You can have all the best gifts you want in the world, but unless you use them to serve someone, to build a community, you, you, your gifts are useless. That's why he's telling us, yes, not all of us have the same talents and gifts. Some are teachers, some are administrators, some are healers, some are preachers. He says all these are meant to build the community. So whatever gift you have, Jesus is challenging us today. Where is your gift? We saw Jesus telling us his mission statement. The gifts we have, the spirit we receive, is meant for the mission. So where is your mission in life? Like the parent I talked about today this morning. I asked him, you, you were the parent, you were the mother. That's your mission, to raise your child as God wants you to raise the child, not as each child wants to be raised. So what's your mission? Maybe sometimes we're afraid of our missions. We're so much afraid, how am I going to be interpreted? I'll be rejected. But we should always think about one thing. What is God going to think about me if I don't use my talent and gift? What is he going to think about you? So as we come to worship today on this Sunday, 
Let us think about the divisions we have in our church and how horrible this is, this, this is for the entire church. That's what Paul is telling us. If one, body, one part of the body is sick, the whole body is sick. We have so many sick members of our parish, not just because physically sick, but some of them psychologically or mentally or spiritually. How are we do, what are we doing to reach out to heal these, these members of our, our parish? How can we go out of our way to reach out to them and say, we are here for you because God has sent us to bring good news to you. God has sent me to set you free. God has sent me to tell you that he needs you. He's waiting for you. It's our call as Christians. I'm going to challenge you today. Don't go back as you came today. But as you live, ask yourself, what are you blind to? What's your captivity? And second, what is your mission? What's the gift God has given you and what's your mission? Once you realize what we are, then God is going to allow us to bring us together, to use us to change our world. Because in the world we live in, it's the world where God is. God says, this is my world. In your world, I want to be in your world. So change your world by allowing God to transform you. We have gifts. We have talents. The question is, how are we using them to serve someone else other than myself? I can spend all these talents on myself. Yes, I can become whatever I want to become. But in the end, it's useless. Our gifts are only meant to, be, to serve someone else. Putting someone else first before me. How can I touch someone's life today? How can you make someone smile today? Because you may think that, oh, that's an easy thing. Yes. Maybe someone hasn't smiled in a whole week. And you're the first person you have seen in a week. So what are you going to do? Say, oh, I have no time for you. Good job. You lost that soul. So God is asking us today in the readings we have that let us look and see the gifts that he has given us. And these gifts are meant for the mission. And who is your mission? Where is your mission? It has to be a person. Where is this mission? Who is your mission? Your friends, your neighbors, your children, your grandchildren. That's your mission. Let us ask God for the grace. Don't be afraid. But know God's grace always goes before us. The Lord be with you.